I told Hello, you. everybody. Welcome to the Three Geeks Podcast. <laughs> once a month, and that is what we're giving you. We are here. We're ready to talk. I want to uh, plug our earlier two pre-recorded shows. We got uh, an interview with Josie Clemens, who is hosting, uh, or she's a judge on a vegan cooking show. And I want to say, from all the experience I've had watching cooking shows and just eating at restaurants and so forth, vegans are some of the best cooks in the world because they know how to um, they know how to season stuff. So, like, like in Master Chef, for example. The uh, the vegan chefs always win like the meat round because they, again they know how to season that shit because you know they're cooking vegetables and they got to make vegetables taste appealing to the mass of the audience out there so I definitely check out that interview she's super cool and uh, also we had Sean Forney on the week prior to that and Sean is also great we talked about his favorite moments from uh, San Diego Comic Con and just everything that's going on in his life so definitely check and it was edited by john orlando so it is the best edited show that we've ever put out the sound quality is amazing john took out all the ums so it's an umless episode not umless but there's (laughs) there's very few ums in the episode it's a 99.9 percent um free you can't you can't always get rid of everything yeah like uh a few ums always hang around. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, we got Justin joining us as well. Um, and yeah, we're here. We're going to do our top five movies. Justin, is this your first go. car cast? Is this your first car cast, Justin? I don't know what Justin's doing. <laughs> Justin's busy. <laughs> He's busy playing with himself instead of unmuting himself. So uh, mm. we'll just we'll let Justin make those noises on mute. And um, so I, I, just, I am almost done with She-Hulk. The other two guys have watched it, and I like the show quite a bit. I didn't I, I didn't have high expectations for it. Like I knew it would be fun because Mark Ruffalo as Hulk is always a lot of fun to just hang out with and. I love Tatiana Maslany. Like Benedict Cumberbatch and her could literally tag team the dictionary, and I'd buy that shit on audiobook because I just love them, and I think that I could listen to them all day. And she does not disappoint in this show at all. She is everything that you hope she would be. And uh, Max, what are your thoughts on She-Hulk so far? Uh, I'm digging it. Uh, I, I, you know, it's 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 a. It's She-Hulk. I never really read the comic book She-Hulk, so like I never, I'm not uh, the most versed in that in that universe. But I'm down. Um, they got me with that, that that joke in the in the first like scene where it's like, you know, the the assistant mentions that she's a Hulk, and I was like, wait a minute, am I on the first episode? Like, did they <laughs> like did I did I mess something up? And then she's like, oh, okay, since you're not gonna be able to fucking let that go, like here's what happened. Uh, I really dug that. Um, I love the fourth wall breaks. I, uh, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm into it. I'm, I'm, I'm a, a fan of this show. And yeah, Tatiana Maslany, I, I've just dug her since Orphan Black. So, you know, it's, it's good. Mark Ruffalo is great as the whole, as always. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, so far, good ride. I'm, I'm down. Uh, one of the things the show really does a good job of is uh, highlighting Tony and Bruce's relationship. Even in the first episode, there's a lot of hints to all the stuff that they did together. And um, yeah, I really like it too. Like her origin was pretty brief. Like we get a moment that it happens and then, you know, Hulk Banner tries to help her, but um, you'll find out that there's some things that he just can't help with. Cause she's a better Hulk. Well, it, and it's also, it's like, <laughs> I like that too. She's not, she's not a better Hulk, <laughs> but uh, you know, like, I like how you know it's like, oh well, I, it, as the only Hulk, I thought that every Hulk, you know, like, I, you know, I thought it's going to be exactly the same. And he comes to find out, like, hey, well, like people are different, and so they're going to Hulk a little differently than you. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's pretty cool. I'm down. I, I really like, uh, and and it also again, it makes more sense. Like you know. When he's like, you're going to have to learn to control your anger. And she's like, man, I, I deal with fear and anger all the time. Like, you don't know what I go through. And and I, I thought that was really, really cool. And that makes a lot of sense. So good on them for, you know, just bringing all that stuff out and uh, and, and just, you know, putting it right there on page one. Um, the post-credit scene is probably one of my favorite post-credit scenes out of all 
post credit scenes of all time. <laughs> like, it's it's really good. So I'm I'm excited for Jason to get there. I know Jason, you were a little upset because there's only like three minutes of lawyering in in the show, but I guarantee you there will be more lawyering. Um, there's gonna be more courtroom stuff. You just gotta be patient. You know, like the first episode, they want they want to do Hulk stuff because that's really gonna get more of the fans in. But for the Madlock crowd, hang in there. I feel like the show will 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 bring you back. That is almost word for word what he told me earlier. Like the good job pulling yeah. that back out. <laughs> uh, Justin, uh, are you with us? Professional over here. I am, but I feel like I'm about to pull. I'm about to pull a pyro. Like this internet connection is just terrible. Like it's, it is not good on mobile devices apparently. <laughs> what? Oh, what are you, all right, well, John's. What are your okay. She-Hulk thoughts? Well, but I, I love, I love She-Hulk. Yeah, my my thoughts on She-Hulk are great. It's wonderful, but I, I do not think this will be a very long version of me on the cast. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's fine, man. Um, I assume that's Mick. Mick, we love you, buddy. Um. How you doing? Thanks, thanks. Our Sunday afternoon is complete because honestly, the last few weeks not doing this live has been, it felt weird. It felt wrong not being live. And it happened <laughs> so, us going audio only, like happened at the best time ever because like two days after we did our last live show, I got in a bike accident. <laughs> oh my goodness. So my face was all I don't understand what up. you were doing on a bicycle. Like that just, just makes no sense at all. I was training for Peloton two days before. Yeah, okay. You're saying words, and none of them make sense. Okay, not a one of them. I know. I, over the last month, I've become a different person to Max. I'm out uh, going out to <laughs> bars with friends and um, getting in bike accidents. The, the, bi the bike froze up on me. Like, the chain fell off, and I couldn't turn, so I hit the thing. And I, the whole time I'm going to the hospital, my... I'm laughing so hard, and my mom's driving me to the ER. So because of the concussion, probably she's yelling at me like, "Why are you laughing? This isn't funny." I'm like, "It, it kind of is." My first time on a bike no, in it like is. 20 years, and this happens. Like, come on, it's comical. I can laugh at it because yeah. they I say it funny. they say you never forget how to ride a bike, but obviously there is some. <laughs> there is a. Uh, oh crawl walk run <laughs> you still gotta go through as far as bicycle riding is concerned <laughs> dude i had a dream last night we were recording this episode and one of us had a boom we were in the same room but there was a boom box playing the sports game i'm assuming that you were listening to sports and um we could not get that shit to turn off like we turned it off and it still played and i was getting so mad because we had this football game going while we were trying to do this <laughs> and it's Sports nerds. <laughs> it's an episode of sports nerds. <laughs> it's probably because there's nothing uh, that can be done about it. The, the ghosts want us to want to do sports nerds. Tony and I started playing Madden 22 together, and uh, which really surprised me. He wanted to play with me, but um, we were playing Madden 22 and we were switching back and forth. Man, we, we're dominating as the Miami Dolphins in the AFC right now. Oh God, we're like five and zero. Fuck out of here. Get the uh, fuck out of here. <laughs> with our young quarterback, the Jason The only Taylor. place where the Dolphins win. That's right, man. That's the only way they win. <laughs> so I stopped watching sports because the Dolphins, they would always get to the playoffs and then they'd screw it up. Or they would just screw it up. Like, they, whenever they had yeah. something good going, they traded it. Like, oh, Ricky Williams is <laughs> awesome. Well, no, he's not here anymore, so we can't do anything. But um, yeah, Ricky Williams just wanted to smoke pot. That's all. Like, I don't feel like that's a big ask. <laughs> yeah, you want to smoke pot in peace, like let the man. But um, what, what's your rating for She-Hulk? Uh, right now, um, out of five, I'll give it like a three and a half, all like almost four, maybe. Like I, I'm enjoying it. We'll see where it goes. I'm definitely ready for episode two. Uh, three fourths away through the episode, and I would so far give it a four out of five because. This is all I want from Marvel TV, this show right here. Like, this is, I just want to have fun with my characters. And Max finally gets to kind of experience Marvel through my eyes because, like, I never really had any connection to any of the characters because I was always a either DC guy or an X-Men guy. And obviously, the X-Men haven't been in the MCU yet. So, you know, I don't know anything about She-Hulk. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for what they are feeding me right now. And I can't wait to see how Charlie <laughs> Cox plays into this goofy universe that they have set up in the She-Hulk show. So, uh, yeah, 
we'll see. But uh, yeah, we're gonna do for sure. We're gonna do our top five movies that don't hold up that we still love, and uh, this is gonna be quick as fuck. <laughs> yeah, we <have> conversations. <laughs> Me and you. <laughs> Me and you, man. Yeah, yeah, where it all began. All right. Our third geek cannot make it today. Or he's having internet troubles. Yeah, we're having we're having pyro issues. Um, I, I like that. That's the official title of bad internet connection. Now is is like we're having a pyro problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now, yeah, he comes to us now in person, so he doesn't have it. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, he was on Funny Sci-Fi this week, and I was applauding him because he didn't have any internet issues. So he maybe he got that shit fixed. All right, yeah, all right, things are moving up. I, and like when you're, uh, you know, when you're getting that Disney money, like you know, I guess you can fucking <laughs> you can fucking afford some better internet connection. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my number five, and this is probably gonna cause controversy. I'm sorry, but the graphics in this film do not hold up. I still love the. I love the movie. I thought it was a really good story. I connected with the characters, and that my number five is Tron. Uh, the original Tron oh, yeah. definitely does not hold up to today's standards. I can't watch that movie. Yeah, really? No, I can't watch it. Yeah, I, um, like, I, I'm not even a Tron fan, but uh, no, I, I 100% agree with you. It definitely did not hold up. <laughs> I watched the second one first, which might have helped my enjoyment of the second one because I enjoyed the second one. And then I went back mm -hmm. and tried to watch Tron 1, and I couldn't do it. And then something yeah. possessed me maybe a year ago to go back and try it again and I focused a lot more on the story and I was able to get past some of the, you know, special effects of the eighties. And I, I really yeah. don't. Yeah. But um, yeah, my number five. Would um, be that, Tron. Like, that's that experience is what happened to me with the game mass effect. I played mass effect two and I loved it. And I was like, all right, well I got to go back and play mass effect one. And I tried and that game is fucking unplayable. Like the <laughs> gameplay, like the story is, is great. I hear, I wouldn't know because I've never actually played that game. <laughs> The gameplay is so bad, but yeah. So I'm sorry. It's just a uh, little fucking fun times in the. It doesn't hold up <laughs> over different media. But my number five is uh, Lost in Space with uh, Matt LeBlanc and um, uh, who's the who plays the dad? He's actually like a decent actor. I remember you liking that show. You liked that show quite, or that movie quite a bit, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not great. It, like, the movie is not great. <laughs> but um, it's got the, oh my god, I'm just forgetting everybody's fucking name. I have to look this up. All right, Max looks that up. I am going to talk um, about Lost in Space. No. I'm sure the TV show, the original <laughs> TV show, doesn't hold up very well either. No, okay, so it's got William Hurt, uh, who plays the, the dad. Um, Gary Oldman plays the bad guy. Freaking, it's got like an all-star cast. I mean, yeah, Matt LeBlanc is in it, but uh, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. But at the time, that was all-star. Matt LeBlanc was. Mimi Rogers plays the mom. Lacey Chabert plays Penny Robinson. Heather Graham's in this movie. Like, I mean, it's got like a lot of people in it. Um, yeah, the 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 effects and everything don't hold up. Um, but uh, I, I love that movie. It's, it's just a fun sci-fi movie. And, like, the, the show on Netflix is actually really good. The show on Netflix is, yeah, it's pretty damn good. Like, you can't even compare the two together, even though, you know, there's no... Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> For sure. But, uh, yeah, the soldier plays a big part. And that's awesome, man. I... Um... I need to watch it. I kind of I wanted to watch it back then, but like every Matt LeBlanc, I'm Friends fan, but every Matt LeBlanc fan uh, movie that I went and saw that wasn't Friends, they were all awful. So I avoided. He's not, he's not good. He's not a good actor. Like they cast him to play a guy who doesn't like. I mean, like the comedic timing, sure, you, like you need to have some stuff there, but like Joey doesn't require much. <laughs> you you find out like. Because Matt LeBlanc can't give you much. <laughs> it it kind of shows you like how strong an ensemble is when they're together as opposed to when they branch off. Because so yeah. I'll, I'll check it out. Lost in Space is one of those ones I was kind of wanting to see just because, you know, Friends fan. I want to support these guys. But I just could not get into Matt LeBlanc's films like at all. Oh, no. But again, like this is this is an ensemble. So it, uh, you know, he doesn't have to carry a lot of the load, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he just kind of plays a part. So like that's that's totally fine. 
My number four is one I watched recently, and um, it was one of Dan's favorite movies as a child. And I could totally see that if I had watched this as a kid, I would have been just as enthralled in it, maybe not as much as the Goonies, but pretty close. And that was Monster Squad. I uh, I was going to put this on here, but I, I knew it was going to come up again, so I didn't. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I watched this a few weeks ago for the first time, and um, I, I liked it a lot. And good enough to make my list because I'm going to go back and revisit it. I just it's a lot of the things in it just don't hold up special effects, so on and so forth. But um, I dug the movie and I, I think that if I'd seen this like back in the day, like Max had seen Lost in Space, that this would have been one of my favorite movies of all time easily. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, you know, it, 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 if you see it. Because uh, you know, like, yeah, yeah, back in the day, like the effects were, you know, like I don't want to say cutting edge, but, you know, like at least they were of the time and uh, you know like it's only because we've seen you know we've come so far forward that uh, you can look back and be like wow like how did i watch that you know like um but yeah monster squad definitely deserves to be on on a list uh the movie's just a lot of fun and um yeah like if you watched it when you were young it's definitely gonna capture you but like yeah if you watch it (laughs) after seeing some things like Um, my number four is a uh, Mark Wahlberg film, a uh, friend of the podcast, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> um, the big hit. Um, I really like, this is one of my sleeper movies. Like I really, you know, it, it, it didn't get like a lot of good acclaim, you know, like it was kind of like a B movie, but, uh, it, uh, you know, it's, it's a fun little action movie. And, uh, like now the action, like in a post John Wick world, like this movie does not hold up at all. Um, but, uh, you know, like it, I, I still like it. I don't know why like, it's not even very good, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's, it's on my list. So number four goes to the big hit with Mark Wahlberg, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. Um, it's got, it's got Very that black guy who's not Keith David or, or um, it's got Christina Applegate, uh, Avery Brooks, yeah. uh, Bokeem Woodbine, Antonio Sabato Jr. <laughs> this yes. is a nineties cast. Like if you want a movie yes. that represents the nineties, I think this movie is for you. For I haven't sure. seen this. Absolutely. I'm, I might it, have it, to it, wake up. Yeah, it, it is a fun 90s movie. And that is because, like, they're just using, like, just learning about, like, the internet and, like, they're tracing phone calls and they're using, like, these computers to, like, <laughs> to bust the trace on, on phone calls, like, trace, the, like, where these calls are coming from and yada, yada, yada. So it's like, it, it's, yeah, it, it does not hold up <laughs> at all. But uh, I, I dig it. It's just one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't know why. Nice. I'm gonna have to check that one out too. I'm yeah, to it is list. like yeah. You said you said '90s cast, and it is full on. Like the whole movie is '90s. Like absolutely. My number three is a seven-way tie between the Police Academy franchise. <laughs> I love the Police Academy movies. Like, there's nothing that you can tell me not to love. Like, even the lesser ones, they still have uh, Michael Winslow in them. Like, I yeah huge michael winslow fan and like all we really got from michael winslow was like cheech and chong's next movie space balls and then seven police academy movies i believe he's even on the show i haven't gotten that desperate to venture off into the police academy tv series <laughs> yet but um i yeah these movies the comedy in them don't hold up there's a lot of racial stereotypes so on and so forth but well i mean it is cops so that, that does make <laughs> a bit of sense <laughs> So that actually holds up a little better than you think. <laughs> but it's got one of the best ensemble casts, I think, in comedies, especially in the 80s. I love all seven of them. Every one of them I like for a different reason. Like this, All seven police academies have that one scene. Some of them have more than that one scene, but they they all have that one scene that you just <laughs> laugh hysterically and you remember for the rest of your life. I think I've only seen two police academies. <laughs> Yeah, the first. Well, I don't think it's one and two. I know it's one for sure. <laughs> one and three are pretty Probably much the same three. movie. Yeah, <laughs> three is just I, a PG version of one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, like, uh, Police Academy definitely love uh, 
Police Academy Four yeah, has a guys. what's what's the sound effect guy's name? Michael Winslow. Michael Winslow. Yeah, that guy. I and I know I've, I've said this before on the podcast, but I watched him do Led Zeppelin. This guy just he did the guitar sound and sung the song. Um, I can't even remember what song it is, but freaking it was. It, like it's amazing what that guy can do. Like I am just like constantly in awe of what that guy can do. And it like just yeah, like how do you make a a, a rock freaking concert? One dude, no instruments. I'm just gonna do a rock concert. Like give me a break. That's awesome. I um dude um first off, I don't know who's commenting from the Three Geeks podcast, but uh, we're doing great so far. Um, not a bad day. Good. Um, <laughs> we're. <laughs> We're two two out of three geeks, but it's fine. We're holding up. <laughs> we uh, uh so um David Spade was in Police Academy Four, and uh one of the things that I love about recent times is Michael Winslow has actually like made a huge comeback. He was on X Factor as X Factor, or maybe um Amer- America's Got Talent. He was on as a finalist. I don't know if he won or not, but watching him and watching the younger generation like discover this guy for the first time because he's practically unknown to anybody who didn't grow up in the 80s and just watching these people discover like the talent that this guy has like the stuff that comes out of his mouth is just it's unbelievable and um yeah i'm just really glad to see michael winslow like on that comeback trail i need to try to get him on our show Oh my god, that would be fucking cool. I would be 100% down for that. Um, yeah, go ahead and make it happen, Jason. Do your magic. Um, please, please, please. That would be... Would you say that would be like... Because, again, like he did kind of dip, dip off and, and like he's having a resurgence. But I like that would probably be the biggest star we've had on the podcast if we could land, <laughs> we could land Michael Winslow. Uh, George, I want to hear your top five. Are can you drop them in the chat? Your top five movies that you don't feel hold up, but you still love. Uh, Winslow made it to the finals and did not win. Well, that's still cool, man. Second place is incredible. I don't like even know how he was qualified because aren't you like supposed to be like not famous at all, or does that not matter? (laughs) Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't deny him. They could not deny Michael Winslow. He was like, I want to do this. They're like, okay. I could talk about the police academies for days. Uh, Bobcat Goldwhite, <laughs> um, Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg is also one of my favorite actors from the 80s. He doesn't always make the best film, but anytime he pops up in a film, I'm happy. Like Steve Gutenberg, kind of like, um, <laughs> yeah, I, Steve Gutenberg is my 80s actor that can do no wrong as we're going to do that top five eventually. But yeah, Gutenberg. Mm. All right. Uh, so, what are we on number three? Yeah. Uh, my number three is Independence Day. I was almost on my list. It's so close because the special <laughs> effects. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, it's it, it it almost holds up for most of the movie. Like right up until they go into space, where it gets like real bad. But uh, yeah, uh, Independence Day. I still love it. Still love the Bill Pullman fucking speech. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So, uh, Michael Winslow was able to compete in <laughs> America's Got Talent. Uh. So, yeah. Awesome. I guess you know. Anyone. That's that's interesting. That, like more, more people who have kind of like faded away don't try that route. Uh, but you know, again, like if you're an actor, like what are you gonna do on America's Got Talent? Yeah. Word. <laughs> but I. Uh, Independence Day. Yeah, I saw that movie so uh, many times. In theaters, that when it came out on VHS, I bought it, but I don't think I ever watched it again for like another twenty years because, or fifteen <laughs> years because, ten, eleven, because that was our Star Wars. Like that came out like before the new Star Wars film or the re-release of the Star Wars films came out, and you know people were lined up to watch Independence Day, and it was just it was event filming and just watching the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, who I was a fan of his raps and a fan of his TV show, like in a movie, it was like, oh my God, yeah. this is sweet. Yep, yep. Oh yeah, and this because like this came up this came up before Bad Boys, didn't it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I believe so. I was I was one hundred percent about Will Smith and uh it was great because because of this movie my mom let me go see Bad Boys, and then uh, she was a bit appalled at the language in that one, but uh, that's fine. 
Um, no, Bad Boys came out yeah, first. Uh, Bad Boys came uh, out Bad the Boys year before. First? Oh, yeah. okay. Um, well, then uh, that must have been a rental that we made <laughs> post <laughs> post Independence Day. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm 100 down for this movie. It's so quotable, so just a lot of fun. Um, Randy Quaid is in it. A uh, friend of the podcast, Randy Quaid. So that's uh. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of good things going for that movie. <laughs> yeah, I love Independence Day. Um, I um, so Bad Boys trivia. Bad Boys was originally written for Dana Carvey and John Lovitz, and in some alternate universe, that movie exists, and I really want to see it. <laughs> Dana Carvey and John Lovitz. How would that even be? They had to like throw out that whole script, right? Like that, that's not. They had to have reworked it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. There's no way that, who who was gonna, who was going to be the Mike Lowry of that. I, I hopefully John Lovitz. <laughs> John Lovitz is another one of those guys, man. Like anytime I see him in something, he can do no wrong for me. He makes me laugh every t- even shitty sequels oh like his appearance in like Benchwarmers two. I still laugh at John Lovitz's part because. <laughs> He gets me on like every comical level possible. <laughs> oh my god, fucking John Lovitz! <laughs> I, I, I want to see that movie. I, 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 oh yeah, with uh, with uh, Quantum Leap. Uh, I, I love that movie. That's a, yeah, it's just like a, a rough and tumble football movie. Can't can't deny it. Absolutely, that's our reference to this shit. Um, <laughs> is that his name now, Quantum uh, Leap? Yeah, yeah, that guy who, who's in Quantum Leap. That that's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I do. I know exactly who you're talking about. He's also in Major League Three, which I have only seen once, and it was awful. Mm. No, you should watch uh, Quantum Leap with him in it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for sure. Um, Nessar Epps is cool as fuck. John Lovitz, that dude. I I really want to see the John Lovitz Dana Carvey bad boy. Like even if they made it like today, I would be fine with that. <laughs> um, or if it was just uh, Dana Carvey and John Lovitz doing. No, that's not his name. His name is Quantum Leap. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, if you uh, yeah, get Dana Carvey and John Lovitz to do just a complete word for word remake of the Bad Boys movie, I'm down. I, I would like to see that. Make it animated. Like let's release it now. Let's go back to some of these movies that never happened and give us the what if of film. Like we, forget the Marvel what if. Let's get a what if just generic animated series where we get to see like what if Batman Forever was directed by Tim Burton with Michael Keaton. Like what if this happened? What if that happened? I want to see it, please, Hollywood. Yeah, I'm down for that. I'm 100 percent down for that. Uh, we got George's number four, oh. which is Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers is a fucking terrible movie that <laughs> it does not hold up <laughs> and it was never good. <laughs> oh my goodness, Starship Troopers. Casper Van Dien. <laughs> I'm friends with him on Facebook. Yeah? <laughs> I should try to get him too. <laughs> oh my god. I know. Uh, there's, I a, read... there's a huge following for Starship Troopers. Like People love that movie. Yeah, uh, okay, so the movie is good in its, like, uh, it's, like, satire, so, you know, it's doing one thing, like, the movie parts of it are not good, but the narrative, the overall, like, what the director was trying to do is excellent. Um, I read the book, Starship Troopers, the book is a whole other thing, it's, like, actually really good, and it's this whole other sci-fi thing, and... They kind of use that to, to tell this, you know, story that they wanted to. So I'd like to see them go at Starship Troopers again, but like more just making the book into a movie versus like, you know, doing what they did, which is excellent. Um, I dig Starship Troopers. Um, it's, it's, it's like one of those gloriously bad things. Do you want to know more? But uh... Uh, first one with Biggie <laughs> Hauser was the best. The sequel stunk. I believe they got Casper Van back for one or two of the sequels. So there's that. Uh, my number two is, it's one of my favorite movies. It might be one of my top 10 movies of all time. I'd have to sit down and figure it out. But my number two is 16 Candles. 
uh, mainly because of Long Duck Dong. That character does not hold up in today's world at all. But um, no, you can't do that. I love this movie. This movie's rated PG. I was babysitting this was maybe twenty years ago, and I was like, "16 Candles is PG. I've never seen 16 Candles. Let's watch it." There's like two f bombs. There's nudity, um, but uh, yeah, this movie PG has some stuff else. that does definitely. <laughs> Definitely does not. I like a lot of comedies from the 80s that don't hold up. Like, I realize that making this list, and uh, I couldn't include them all. <laughs> 16 Candles is definitely one of my favorites. I, if, if I was that age growing up that Molly Ringwald was, she would definitely would have been one of my Hollywood crushes because uh, she is absolutely adorable in all of her stuff. But, yeah, my number two is 16, 16 Candles. What about you, Max? I just got a text Text from my mom. Uh, my number two is Top Gun. Um, <laughs> I uh, I got a chance to recently rewatch this movie uh, because Top Gun Two came out, and uh, it, it's like it's actually kind of hard to watch. <laughs> like uh, if you don't love Top Gun, I can see easily like not being able to make it through Top Gun. Um, yeah, like it, it's it just doesn't hold up in a lot of ways, and. Uh, Top Gun Two just like does it better in almost every way. <laughs> um, you know, there's some there's some classic iconic things, but like you know, you could you could watch like the five minute sizzle reel of like all the Top Gun things, and then like not need to watch the movie. Uh, but yeah, like I love it still. Um, I will still watch it in its entirety. I'm still out there playing with the boys, but uh, yeah, the Top Gun go get definitely gets put on this list. It's not hold up. <laughs> at all <laughs> we're gonna get into top gun in a second because i have thoughts too but i just want to say george always comes with these hot takes and george this is not true die hard definitely holds up george die hard holds up bro yeah george get that out of here up. get out of here where, where are you at like where, where's your mind at like if you said any of the other diehards except for the original i would i, I might be on board but uh no <laughs> Like Die Hard 5 does not hold up, George, but I don't know that it ever held up to begin with, so. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, George. Uh, but uh, yeah, Top Gun is, like, it's on the list of the quintessential, like, quote-unquote man movie, like, every guy should see it once in their life, and I get it, but like Max said, I, I love Top Gun, the original. It was a lot of fun to watch. I'm a big fan of Anthony Edwards, which we'll see in my number one movie, but um, I... Agree. Top Gun 2 just did it all so much better. Like, who would have, like, Top Gun 2 was not just a fun action movie. Uh, it was just a good movie. And, you know, the original Top Gun just, you can't really say it was a great film like you can with the sequel because it's a fun movie. It's got a lot of nostalgia behind it. I like it, but it's definitely like an 80s kind of by the numbers type movie. And it's fun. Uh, George says he couldn't remember. I like... Oh, George, come on, man. That's the second best diehard. It is the second best, but, but that, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. Because, <laughs> like, uh, when, uh, when, because diehard, like, diehard three is the beginning of indestructible Bruce Willis. Um, you know, because, like, when, when he's down in the sewer or whatever, and he gets, like, shot, like, 35 feet up into the air. <laughs> and just lands and he's fine. <laughs> like like that that uh yeah. So um Die Hard 3 is definitely the beginning of the end, but it is also one of my favorite Die Hards. Yeah, see, I don't think that one does. Die Hard 2. We can we could have a conversation and make an argument that Die Hard 2 does not hold up. Die Hard 2 is a very 80s movie. And um I I can have that argument with you, George, but Die Hard 3, it's just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just so close to the movie because I love it. It's one of the uh, first yeah. like R-rated movies I remember seeing when in theaters. When was the last time you watched it? Uh, not too long ago. I watched them all in order when Die Hard 5 came out. And I've watched oh, it a few gross. times since. Dude, it was great. Like <laughs> right. It was one of the most surreal experiences in my life because we start with Die Hard 1. Woo! And then Die Hard yeah. 2. Woo! And then Die Hard 3. Mm -hmm. Yeah! And then Die Hard 4. Yeah. And then Die Hard 5. Mm. What did I just watch? Mm. Like, at least in Die Hard 4, <laughs> there's some resemblance of John McClane. But in Die Hard 5, he's gone. Like, the movie is just a generic action he, movie. Yeah. Oh, no, but, like, he's he's super... He's, he's indestructible. He's indestructible. 
Oh, Andy's Bristol. Like, like that, that's what got me. Is like, you know, in the first Die Hard, like, he's running around, and he has to run through the glass, and his feet get cut up, and, you know, he feels that. But then, like, after that, like, there is no injury that John McClane suffers that even, like, slows him down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that. I agree with you. Uh, Caddyshack, I do agree with you. I've seen Caddyshack. I'm one of the few people that likes Caddyshack 2. But, again, I watched Caddyshack 2, I think, first recently. Like, I watched <laughs> it recently, and I thought it was funny. But, um, no, Caddyshack 2, definitely the humor. Uh, like, all of Rodney Dangerfield's character does not hold up, like, at all. The, yes. The world. Oh, Rodney Dangerfield, I think, in general, wouldn't hold up. I don't think he'd make it in 2022, like as a comedian or anything. Because, but I'm a huge Dangerfield fan, so like, don't I'm not. Yeah, no, knocking him. Yeah, I love Rodney Dangerfield. I love uh, just him firing off jokes. Like he will just his his comedy was so different, just because like it wasn't a story, you know, and it wasn't anything yeah like that. Like he's just. Firing jokes, like, <laughs> 10 jokes a second, like, it, it doesn't matter. Um, and, yeah, he barely waits for one to land before he's on the next one. So, I'm, I'm down. Like, I, I, I love Rodney Dangerfield. But, yes, ab- absolutely belongs on the list. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that is for sure. That, that gopher is – oh, hello. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I got a, I got a dog friend here. <laughs> Um, <laughs> welcome my family to the podcast, but, uh, um, yeah, Rodney Dangerfield, uh, Caddyshack, the, yeah, the gopher in Caddyshack is, is terrible. It's, it's the worst, uh, animatronic gopher of all time. And, uh, yeah, still, still grateful. He's got a hell of a cast. Uh, Bill Murray, again, Bill Murray is Bill the Murray. guy that pops up in anything and I applaud because... Bill Murray, very unique comedy style. But um, was that your number two, Top Gun? My number two was Top Gun, yes. Okay, I, I couldn't remember where we were. We went off in such I a tangent. A, <laughs> I had to consult the, the notebook and pen. But uh, they're here, so we're all good. It's, it's, comedy classic podcasting with Max Dog. Uh, sure. Um I, before I get into my number one, I want to send a shot. Uh, I want to just make a public service announcement. If you guys are not watching Only Murders in the Building, like what the fuck are you doing with your lives? Because that show is comedy gold. Uh, I've never been like the biggest Steve Martin and Mar- I, Martin Short like doesn't even rank in comedy for me. But in this show, oh my god! Like, what are you guys doing with your life? Like the hype is real. Go watch Only. I've started season two. That's why I'm on it right now. But. Yeah, you guys just need to get on it. Like, the final episode of season one is the funniest work Steve Martin has ever done, in my opinion. And definitely go check it out because Steve Martin's retiring after he's done with the show. So if you guys like Steve Martin, go watch his last project. It's actually good. But um, my number one is this movie is why I'm here today doing this podcast. It made me want to be this type of person, and that is Revenge of the Nerds. But as you guys, anybody who's seen Revenge of the Nerds knows there's one glaring seeing it does not hold up in 2022 <laughs> i know no 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 it I, is not okay <laughs> it is not okay i i know what the scene was trying to do i put up quotation marks because i'm not at all defending it but there's way better ways that you guys could have done it other than right okay. <laughs> yeah if it wasn't the 80s when they came up with this it would it doesn't fly at any other time. <laughs> this is another movie with but, good uh, cast. John Goodman. Oh, um, great cast. Uh, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, man. I, I love Anthony Edwards and just stuff. But um, yeah, I this movie, I wanted to be a nerd when I saw this movie. I thought they were so cool, the way they came together at the end, which we kind of did something yeah, like that in like, high that, school. That's, that's the litmus test of being a nerd. It's like, oh my God, those guys are so cool. Like, yes, you, you are a nerd. <laughs> It's like, um, you're not like, wow, what a bunch of nerds. They all come together at the end and like do something really <laughs> awesome. And we kind of did that in high school when we got our buddy a nominated Homecoming King. Like that was that was our like uh, carnival that we won. Like, I suppose, I suppose. But there's so much comedy. Effort on our part. <laughs> the fact that they join a black fraternity and um, like at the end, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so 80s. But um. I find it very, very funny. Um, 
2022 Jason, older Jason, he skips the rape scene now because I don't feel it's important to the film. Like it still exists without it. I know the panty rate can be problematic too, but I'm just talking about that one particular scene. And there's a lot of racial humor between the nerds. Like, uh, but um, one of the things that I, uh, one of the things I think I connected with Revenge of the Nerds is how accepting they were. Like back in the early eighties, there was a gay guy that was in their fraternity. There's many, many different races. Like, I there, there is positive messages in this movie, but that one is just a huge like not positive message. Yeah, yeah like you, you definitely must address this if you're going to talk about the movie at all. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's great. Again, Revenge of the Nerds. Let me know that like it's okay to just be a nerd, you know, like and that's fine too, you know, like. Uh, like, hey, like, hey, like, at the end of the movie, I thought those guys are cool. I, I, I am a nerd. That's how I identify. And like, you know, you don't have to be the best at sports. You don't have to be the, like, you know, the, these kings of the campus. And you can still, you know, do a lot of great things and and or do a lot of terrible things. <laughs> There's also terrible things you can be doing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the original nerds definitely helped me in in, in accepting myself. So I, I just watched it recently uh, on Blu-ray, and there's a scene where Lewis changes the record to uh, "Swing Low, Sweet Chariot" because he's trying to impress the black guys. <laughs> right. And uh, uh, Lamar goes up to the record player to turn Michael Jackson back <laughs> on, and he just he gives them like a sympathetic look, like they don't know any better. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? They're white. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's and your that also one, is is oh. is uh, kind of a personal experience of mine. Like, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there that just makes it okay. Like that's 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 fine. So Revenge of the Nerds for sure. Like great. Great pick. Does not hold up because of <laughs> one glaring thing in particular, but well, yeah, there's a few different reasons why it won't hold up, but I still I still dig it for sure. Yeah, East Ventura almost made my list too because like the end scene doesn't really hold up so well. Like I had a whole list of comedies I could have done, but I just did three. Uh George's number one is Johnny Dangerously. Uh he loved it, but hardly would hold up today. I would love a remake, but it would need a solid cast. Is anybody screaming for a Johnny Dangerously remake? I, I don't know how you would do that. Um, I, I'm down. I, I also am a big fan of Johnny Dangerously, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you would do that. Like, that's, and, and, you know, because, yeah, they have Keaton. Um, Piscopo. I played Shooter McGavin. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think it was the shooter McGavin now from from Happy Gilmore. Like, I I don't I don't remember actors' names. Okay, like that's not what I'm here for. That dude, uh, that dude was on the Gabriel Iglesias show. I think he played the gym teacher, and uh, hmm. he did the sh- the guns like in every episode because he knows <laughs> yes. he knows he's shooter McGavin. Like he's not even trying to. I thought. I thought he was talking about Johnny Mnemonic when I first read this. So my mm. tone, George, when I was reading your comment, I'm, I apologize. I haven't seen Johnny Dangerously, <laughs> and that shocks me because I love Keaton. Oh yeah, classic Keaton. This is like it's like uh, Billy Joel back in the day. You know, like there's a place in time, and this this is one of those things. Uh, yeah, uh, you should watch Johnny Dangerously. It's it's great. It, it does not hold up. <laughs> But, uh, you know, you, you, you note that going in and you'll be fine. Yeah, I kind of felt that way because Kylie and I recently watched Major League 1 and 2. And, like, the first Major League has some moments in it that don't hold up very well in 2022. I mean, Charlie Sheen as a whole doesn't hold up very well in 2022. But uh... Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so my number one, my number one is uh, a shocker. But it's the original Ninja Turtles movie. That almost made my list. Yeah, I mean, like, I freaking love it. I feel like it's the best Ninja Turtles movie they've made, like, live-action movie. But, uh, yeah, yeah, obviously, you know, like, big rubber suits. The guys can't really fight in them. So there's a lot to, <laughs> there's a lot to account for. But uh, great story. Uh, just, like, you know, they, they, they almost get into the grittiness of the like original Ninja Turtles comic books, and and I just love and appreciate them for that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 just a classic film to me, and it does not 
does not hold up, but I will love it forever. <laughs> uh, Turtles 2 almost made my list because I feel like that one yeah, especially that doesn't. And I, but it's not like good though. <laughs> no, but I love that one. I don't know why that one's my yeah. favorite. Even though they don't use any weapons in that entire movie, they use like toys and stuff right. to fight. Um, but no, Turtles One is a good choice, man. I got that. That is, I I need to watch it again because I, I really like. You think in twenty twenty two we'll ever get, or just in the future we'll ever get a a like a a true to the comics Turtles like some kind of iteration? I would die. I would die if they did that. I I, I don't think you can. Uh, just because of all the money to be made from the children, uh, but it, it that would be so fucking cool. I would just die. Um, I, you can kind of see over here. Yeah, I, I got these uh, Ninja Turtles up uh, by an artist named Brent McKenzie, and uh, you can't you can't tell on the, on the uh, from the, this pic video, but uh, they're all cut up. And they're, you know, like, they're like, like, like hey, we, we just fought a bunch of ninjas and then came out of it. Um, and their weapons are all bloody. And, like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, Leonardo and Raphael use swords, okay? Like, they use swords and daggers. Like, that, that is not for, like, like they, there's only one thing that you're going to do with that, and that's kill somebody. So, um uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm 100 down. I would love it. I it can never happen. It can't ever happen. Uh, See, but it would be so cool. I used to say that, but with like um, Batman releasing R-rated animated films, like I don't know if we'll ever get a live action, but I feel like we could get uh, animated straight to DVD version. Ooh. I mean, you're you're talking my language now. I'd even be happier with an animated version than a live action one. Um, I don't see it, but I mean, like, hey, if it happened. It, You've got Max, like, like I'm, I'm buying it. I'm, I'm buying it on Blu-ray. I'm fucking, you know, putting it on my Voodoo. I, I, I need to watch it like at least seven or eight times, like right when it comes out. Like that is that that would be a, just a dream of mine. Um, for like, yeah, because like in the original comic books, the only way to tell the turtles apart were their weapons. They all wore like it was a, a it was a black and white comic book to start off with, but then when they got a little bit of color, they all wore red headbands. Like that was it. So like when the, the different colored headbands came from from the cartoon. So yeah, I, I'm I'm down. I am so down. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, I feel like, like I said, I think I think eventually we'll get an animated movie. I agree. I don't think we'll ever get a live action because it'd be so hard to market it and keep kids away. Like the animated one, as long as they slap like R-rated on the DVD shelves at home at the stores. Mom and dad aren't going to buy it for their kids, but right. Uh, but also nowadays, like, like who even gives a fuck? Like, I mean, kids are playing GTA all day and night, and, and Call of Duty and, and all this other shit, just like murking each other left and right. So, like, there's no, there's no shock value. There's nothing in the Ninja Turtles that like they haven't seen in ten video games. So you know, like, or, or on YouTube, you know, like, like there's the kids have access to so much more nowadays. Like, it doesn't even matter. Um, but no, oh my God, I would love it. I would love it. It would be fun, man. It'd be fun for sure. I want to talk of one news story that was kind of controversial, which I, it's so stupid. People just freaking calm down. I'm going to show you the original photo of what this family is supposed to look like. This is the Adams family from their original iterations. Everybody's freaking out because Louis Guzman is playing Gomez Adams. That right there is a comic accurate depiction of... Luis Guzman. Luis Guzman. That is a comic <laughs> accurate photo of, uh, I mean, that is like pitch perfect. Yeah. Casting for, and yeah, who doesn't want him in more stuff? I think the guy is hysterical. He's the Hispanic. Oh, that guy's great. He's the Hispanic. Um, um, oh, why am I blanking on his name? John Lovitz. Like he is great in everything. <laughs> Fantastic. No, he's. He is good and everything. No, that, that is that is also true. I I am one hundred percent down. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's that's fine. And 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 also, it's like, who gives a fuck? Like, does he play a good Gomez? Like, that's that's what you need to worry. Like, who who cares what his nationality is? I don't care if he was like eight. If that dude was Asian as fuck, I would not care. If he was black as hell, I would not care. Like, can he do the job? That's all that matters. 
I mean, exactly. Like, the trailer looks funny. I, I mean, come on, guys. We have Charlize Theron, Jenna Ortega, yeah. and Luis Guzman in this series. I don't know who the boy is playing Pugsley. I'm sorry. Um, he looks but, like a Pugsley, though. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, oh, I dude, think it's going to be great. Look at Thing. Like the oh, hand, yeah. like look at that. That's so cool. I it's, fuck you if you're mad about anything from seeing a bat picture. Okay, if that doesn't get you excited to see whatever Adam's family shit they got going on, there's something fucking wrong with you. Like, 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 uh, how, ugh, ugh. Before you see it, like, why are you having a problem before you see it? Before they show you anything, because it doesn't look like Rouse Julia. I, oh my god. I mean, come on, man. Come on, <laughs> well, let's 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 move forward, please. Can we can we just like move the fuck forward as with with all this bullshit, like with all this race bullshit? Fuck you! If that's your problem, you are the problem. That like, there's no problem over here. You're the fucking problem. Yeah, um, and one of the things we can't do on an audio-only podcast is share with you guys the trailer for Wednesday, which just dropped this week, and I think this looks great. All right, so Wednesday, is this Wednesday Adams? That's the name of the show, Wednesday, yeah. Oh, okay, so it's just all about her. Miss Adams, you certainly had a very educational journey. Is the sound coming through? Yeah. Eight schools in five years. I, I love her as an actress, Jenna Ortega. She was in this big movie. I think she's great. Okay. Hey, freak! And she looks like you know, Christina Ritchie's also in that show. The only person who gets it's to done by my Tim brother Burton, is who is perfect for this franchise. <laughs> oh my god! This is awesome. Yeah, I can't wait for this show to start. I'm looking forward to it. This is awesome. <laughs> I did the world a favor. People like Dalton shouldn't be allowed to procreate. <laughs> Getting expelled was just a bonus. <laughs> oh my god, this is great. More. It's a magical place. Where I met your mother. Finally, you will be among peers who understand you. Maybe you'll even make some friends. Oh, Want to take yeah. a stab at being social? I do like stabbing. <laughs> Little did I know I'd be stepping into a nightmare. Yeah, thank you. Full of mystery. Yeah. Mayhem. And murder. <laughs> I think I'm going to love it here. Yeah, she plays him. I ran into him at Target. I think I startled him because I knew who he was. I don't know if he recognized me at first. And... Yeah, George. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, I think yeah. it looks good. Uh, I... Nah, fucking fuck you if you got a problem. Okay? If you got a problem, don't fucking watch it. It's not for you. <laughs> fucking... Yeah. I, I don't I don't understand. I, I don't understand. I think it's more I mean, so like, that he's, to... <laughs> he's like short and heavyweight. I think that's more of the issues people are having because, you know, Gomez and all of the live action stuff has been one thing. But even in the new animated series, Gomez isn't like super attractive guy. He's not supposed to be super attractive guy. Right. Yeah, that's no, fine. It's it's 100 percent fine. I, I again, if you have a problem. Go fuck yourself. Like that, that is <laughs> that is your problem. Uh, we're gonna be over here enjoying the new <laughs> the new Adams family. <laughs> Wait, George. Yep. You, yep. Spend you, that fifteen a month. <laughs> did you watch uh, Stranger Things? And George, you don't need to buy it again. Just create a new email address and get a free trial. <laughs> I I have Netflix, so yes. I can say that. Use the Jason method. <laughs> But uh, oh, no, that looks good. I, I I don't see why. I don't see why. Um, you know, if, if it looked like again, you watch the trailer and the trailer's dumb. Okay, like hey, I watch the trailer. That shit looks stupid. 
I understand that train of thought, but like when you watch the trailer and you get to see Wednesday Adams dump a bunch of piranhas in a full swimming pool, yes, I am I am one hundred percent down for this. Like that's Adams family. So what the what the problem is? Um, yeah, yeah. So fucking anybody's got a problem with with Gomez, get the fuck out of here. Like it's not for you. It's just not fucking for you. Like get, just go be pissy in your little fucking corner somewhere else. Yeah, I agree. That's the best way to end this show, everybody. I want to <laughs> thank everybody for the tremendous support and everything that we do. We will be at Monroe Comic Con running the entire panel room. So um, come check us out. We'll be teamed up again with our friends from uh, FSF Popcast. Uh, they live in Michigan, so I figured let's include them in what we do. They were with us last year, and it's going to be fun. Uh, did we get Did we get the Star Wars panel? Yes. That is okay. Friday night. It's okay. uh, Lucas era oh, versus excited. Lucas era Sorry. versus Disney era, and I know I, I suggested you to be part of the panel because I know you're a big fan of the Lucas era. So, um, and not even the whole Lucas era. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like halfway through the Lucas era is is not even Lucas era; it's just pre Disney. <laughs> That's fair. That's the too much Lucas area. There is a too much Lucas yeah. area, and that's what. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm I'm excited just because um, Tim's gonna be on there, and Tim and I both love Star Wars, and we could not be any more different about our love for Star Wars. So uh, it, it, that, I feel like that'll be a really good one. Yeah, Tim pretty much likes it all, and Max does not. So, and Max, yeah, you were... not like anything that I like. You read all the original canon books before they wiped them out of canon books. Well, not all, but a yeah, lot. I read a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them, for sure. That was like that was when I discovered reading. And I was like, oh, well, this is cool. And I started reading Star Wars. Star Wars romance novels for nerds. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure, Han Solo fan fiction. <laughs> Everybody out there, you guys can find us at 3 Geeks Podcast. You can find us everywhere. Instagram, uh, Twitter. Facebook. I don't know why I paused on that. Like that should roll off the tip of my tongue at this point. The, the other thing that you can yeah. possibly find us on. <laughs> you guys can find us on Instagram. Duh. What else? <laughs> my, MySpace. Uh, you can find us on. <laughs> Email us three geeks podcast at gmail.com. I did try to go into MySpace recently, and uh, I don't understand the website. <laughs> I don't know what it is now. But um, yeah, find I, us. I oh. wish. I wish I could go like pull up my old MySpace page and just see what was going on there. <laughs> I wanted to get into a non-geek related topic just really fast. So uh game a West Coast rapper released a 10-minute disc to Eminem and uh released a new album too. One song off of Eminem's greatest hits album has more streams than his entire new album combined. And I hope that he ignores them. I hope he ignores game and just doesn't reply. The the stand in me wants him to reply because I want to hear that slaughter fest. But like the what? the guy that's like, don't let this guy win because if you respond, he wins because he gets boosts and everything else. Right. But right. um, yeah, I just wanted to say. Well, that. I mean, I would wait. You know, like I would wait a month or two, or maybe a little longer, and and you know, like give him like a backhanded comment if I were Eminem. You know, just like slide it in in in. One one or two spots. Like the one thing you don't do is battle rap Eminem. Okay, you're going to lose. Like that is just not. He's un undefeatable in that. That's why. That's why uh, most rappers don't like Eminem and Snoop. They had a oh. little tiff, but you know they're family. They worked it out privately. But um, yeah, you don't. You don't. Game is literally clout chasing because there is literally a clip right. from like, like that's a few the thing. Years like, you're ago. like, oh, if, if I throw a diss track to Eminem, people are gonna be like, oh man, Eminem, you're like, he, he's dissing Eminem, like Eminem's gotta respond, and, and and that's just a good way to get clicks. But yeah. uh, you know, like it happened to MGK, it happened, it happened to a couple other people. But uh, why? I, yeah, I. It, if I were Eminem, though, I would, I would, I would completely bash this dude. I would make a fucking like. In his ten minutes might have be ten seconds, and then just cut him up and be done with it. But, uh, <laughs> um, but I, I uh, uh, yeah, no, that's that's fine. It's whatever. Don't don't do it though. Not, like, it's it's not going to lead to anything good. You're just going to end up feeling really bad about yourself. And the Eminem 
the Eminem response is going to be more popular than your initial. I gotta say, like I, uh, I, I don't dislike games music in general, but um, he's two years ago he released a clip about how Eminem was his favorite rapper currently rapping and how nobody wants to mess with the white boy, and then like two years later he's saying like I've only listened to one Eminem album, but the entire diss. He's quoting songs from all 11 Eminem albums. Like, he is a stan. If you listen to the track, he's rapping just like him. Like, he knows this guy in and out. He can't, it's so stupid. But um, yeah, he's going to get slaughtered, um, whether he gets response or not. Because, like I said, one song on the greatest hits, actually, all the songs on the greatest hits yeah, album, so. but the new song on the greatest <laughs> hits album, like, just surpassed all the streams of every song combined on new game album. So uh, yeah. he's already won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, that's already over. It, it doesn't even matter. Oh, that's that's fine. You know, again, like that, that's that's cute. I see what you're doing. That's very cute, and it's not gonna work. <laughs> Just jealous because of the Super Bowl, man. I'm sorry that they got 50 on there and not you, but uh, you know, 50 yeah, is M's yeah, boy. That's his boy. Like, I guess M said to Jay Z when Jay Z was signing their contracts, he's like, "I'm not doing the Super Bowl if I can't have my friend 50 with me." And, you know, he fought for 50, and Game's upset that Dre didn't fight for him. But, you know, you're not – like, Ice Cube should have been it's there before you, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. like, I can yeah, think of a whole list of rappers that should have been there before you. So Before you, yeah, for sure. Um, Tupac hologram before you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, dude. <laughs> Could you imagine Tupac hologram and fucking um, – Kendrick, yeah, come on, that would be what's up, right? I mean, like, I, I, what do you want to see more? Tupac hologram and Kendrick, or Game and Kendrick? Exactly. All right, everybody, exactly. Uh, we love you guys. <laughs> Thanks for the support. Hit that like button, share, tweet at us, email us. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Recycling.